welcome. It's great to see you all here this morning. I know we have folks who are joining us online as well, so good morning to you too. As I sit there in that prayer, I'm just always uh, so uh, grateful that um, in the midst of all the busyness, you've chosen to, to find time this morning, to make time this morning, to come and, and make this a, a priority in your life. This spiritual growth, spiritual development is very important. So great to see you all here this morning. Um, something happened to me just a couple of weeks ago, and this, this happens from time to time, and I'm sure it happens with you as well, where I, I saw somebody who I hadn't, hadn't seen for a long time, and I uh, was talking to her, and as we were chatting, her son came running up, and I'm guessing by now he's maybe like four years old, but I'd not seen this lady in a couple of years. And, and literally the last time I'd seen her, her son was in a car seat. She was carrying him. And uh, it was just that bizarre moment where his, his facial features looked exactly the same. I recognized it was the same kid, but it just was really weird that he was bigger and walking and running and had a conversation with his mum and, and went off again. I was like, man, he has grown up so fast. He's grown up so big. And she's like, I know, I know. Um, and it took me back to when my kids were growing up, and I remember that would happen. There were some people we'd see all the time, but then there'd be other folks that we hadn't seen for a long time, and when we'd see them, they were just like, I can't believe how big your son's got. I can't believe how much your daughter's grown. And um, I wouldn't get it because I'm with them all the time, so I don't see that growth. It's very steady growth when you're with your kids all the time. But when someone hasn't seen them for a long time, it's amazing how much they've grown. I don't know why we're surprised. We should be surprised if they haven't grown. If it's been two years and they're still in a car seat, we're like, what's up with your kid? Why is he not growing? That, that's really what should surprise us because this is just normal for kids to grow. But we're always so surprised, aren't we, when we see somebody who's grown so much. And we're going to talk over the next few weeks about that idea of growth, not physical growth, but spiritual growth. Because the fact that you're here this morning, the fact that you've tuned in to watch online, uh, means that there is a part of you, there is something inside of you that has acknowledged that there's more to this life than just what we can see, feel, and touch. That there is a spiritual element to our lives we may be exploring that this morning, trying to figure out what we believe about it. Maybe we've made a decision to follow Jesus, and this is now a large part of our lives. And yet still, for those of us following Jesus, we know there is still more to learn about, still more to grow in. So that's, that's what we have in common here this morning. So we're going to talk about growth over the next few weeks and how we can uh, see that happen in our lives and it's something that's been happening now for years and years and years. We're actually going to look back here in the New Testament uh, this morning at a book called Hebrews. And the writer of Hebrews, he's, he's sending this letter. It's a, an entire book in the Bible, but it's basically essentially a letter that he's writing to a collective group of people. Uh, we don't know a lot about these people, but we know that they were followers of Jesus. And we know from the way that the book was written that they obviously had a very strong understanding of um, the the people of Israel, of the Jewish traditions, of the um, Hebrew history. You can tell that from the way the writer is writing. But right here in the middle of, of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 5, the writer kind of chews them out a little bit. He just kind of challenges them a little bit on this idea of growth. Listen to what he says in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. He says, you've been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you, again, the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. 
For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So we can see just from these uh, two or three verses here that this writer, uh, he's addressing these, this audience and he has an expectation of them. He's saying, hey, you've been believers for a long time here, so much so that you ought to be teaching others. But apparently, you still need to be taught some basic things yourselves. And then he uses kind of a, a little bit of an embarrassing illustration to make his point. I say embarrassing because maybe it um, reminded them of something that happened when they were younger. Maybe this happens to you. Do, you. do you remember a time maybe when you were in middle school or when you were younger? Some of you were here in middle school and high school now. Maybe there was a, a situation where uh, you're in the uh, playgrounds. You guys say, as I said, playground there. I thought that's an English word. Playgrounds. What do we say? Recess, yeah, playgrounds, whatever. You're outside and uh, you fall over and you hurt yourself or maybe you're playing sports and you hurt yourself. And in that moment, it's just so painful and every, your friends are around, all the kids are around and you're doing everything just to hold back the tears, but it just hurts and you can just start to feel the tears form in the corner of your eyes and then to your horror, someone points out, you're such a baby. And you're like, no. And still today, 30 years later, it haunts you remembering that moment. Maybe, maybe it was something like this. Maybe you were uh, uh, taking a trip with your friends and it was one of the first times you didn't have to go with your parents. Now they let you go with your friends to good neighbor days. And uh, you're pretty excited. You're, you're above that line. You know, you're just like right here. So now you can ride something other than the Caterpillar roller coaster or the Dragon roller coaster, whatever it is. And your friends are like, let's do that one. And you're looking at it and it spins and it goes up and down and everything in you is like, I should not do that one. That's a terrible idea. And you, you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that. And then someone pulls out the card and says, come on, don't be a baby. Oh, you had to go there. So you're like, all right, I just don't want to be known as the baby. So you get on and instantly the ride starts and you regret your decision. The ride gets finished, you get off, you feel sick, you don't feel good. So you go home, you leave your friends behind, you lay on the couch, you only get to do two rides and your dad spent $25 on the wristband for unlimited rides and you only rode two of them. And 20 years later, you're in college now and your dad's still mad about that. He talks about it in church. I, ever happened to you? It's, no, no, it hasn't happened to me. <laughs> But it all happened because your friends were like, come on, don't be a baby. And I wonder if when the writer of Hebrews was saying this, there was that little dig uh, to the audience thinking, I don't wanna be likened to a baby, but that's kind of what he's saying. He's saying to this Jewish audience, you should be eating steak and french fries by now, but you're still drinking milk. Come on, that's like, it's like your babies. In fact, in the very next verse, he says this. So let's stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again, and let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Let's move from these basic teachings and let's move on to become more mature in our understanding. And I think 2,000 years later, this message can be just as applicable to us this morning. 
You see, I think for many of us today, wherever we find ourselves on that spectrum of a relationship with Jesus, I think we need to be just as determined to not just stick with the basics, but to, to be hungry and to be looking to become more mature in our understanding of what it means to, to follow Jesus. We need to be moving from milk to solid food. So what does that look like for us here this morning at Connect? How does that play out in our lives here at Connect Church? How can we move from that milk to that solid food? I think there are two things here this morning that we need to understand, and these two things hopefully will, will help you in this idea of what it looks like to, be, to move from milk to solid food, to become more mature in our understanding. They're two very simple things. Number one, we need to be moving. Number one this morning is that we need to be moving. And the second thing I think we need to remember this morning is that it's our responsibility. It's our responsibility. So what do I mean by these, these two things? Well, let's look at them one at a time. The first one, we need to be moving. You see, here at Connect, and I'm gonna kind of use a visual illustration here, I'll try and stay uh, in the lights here, but we, we have this idea, this, this philosophy for every one of you that calls Connect your church home, and, and it's like this line, you know, it kind of starts all the way over here, and it, it works its way all the way along here, and our goal is to help you find your place on that line, so wherever that may, and, and, and our goal at Connect is to try and create an environment, a church, where wherever you find yourself on this line, you still feel welcome, and you still feel like this is a church for you, that you don't arrive and you're kind of here, but you feel like everything is geared towards somebody who's here. Okay, or you're here and it feels like every Sunday they're only talking to the people who are here. We're trying to really try and reach everyone on this line, and, and somewhere along this line lies Jesus. So the great thing about moving is that there are some of you here this morning and you've yet to make a decision to follow Jesus. You've not come to that place, but you're here and you're exploring and, and you want to learn more. And our goal as a church is to help you move along this line because we would love to see you move to that spot where, where one day you, you, you meet Jesus in that line and you believe, I, I, I've heard enough now, I've seen enough uh, in those around me who have made a decision to follow Jesus to really believe that this is a real thing. I, I'm gonna take that step of faith. And you take that step of faith, you say, Jesus, I want you to guide me, I want you to lead me, I want you to be the center of my life. I, I think I'm at that point now where I've moved along this line to where I want to be a follower of Jesus. I wanna make that decision to follow Jesus. That's how our number one goal here at Connect is to help people connect our community to Christ, to help people find their way along that line to an encounter, to a meeting with Jesus where they make that decision to follow him. But the great thing is if you're here this morning and you are a follower of Jesus, you've made that decision, you know that that's not where the line ends. So the line continues on. So once you've begun this relationship with Jesus, you then start to grow in that relationship with Jesus. And you continue to move along this line. So, so our goal as a church is to help you find your place on this line, but then to help you move along that line. And like the story I told at the beginning, I would love it if a year, two years from now, someone who maybe hasn't seen you in a while, they come back and they see you and they're like, wow, I can see that you're different. I can see that you've changed because you've actually moved along that line. The truth is, in every area of our life, we kind of want to see that growth. 
I'll give you an example. Um, Earlier this year, back in about February, um, I was approached, I have the opportunity to uh, be a part of a fundraising opportunity that you're going to get to hear more about later on, but um, it was a, a goal to help raise money to plant churches, but part of the, the, uh, this goal was to actually be involved in a physical challenge of some sort, and uh, I knew back in February, man, if I'm going to be ready to do that, I'm not ready now. Things have got to change in my life. I'm going to have to kind of get in shape a little bit if I'm going to achieve this uh, physical challenge. So uh, I knew I had some time, so I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to join a gym. So I wasn't a member of a gym at the time, and I was thinking about joining Five Points. Uh, if you know, that's a gym here in town, a wonderful gym. But I, I knew what would happen if I joined Five Points. I would go there in the morning, and I'd walk into the gym, and I'd see someone from town. Hey, how's it going? I'd walk over, and I'd talk to them, and there'd be somebody else here from the neighborhood. I'd, I'd have a little chat with them. Then I'd see a friend from church, I'd, and I'd get home, and Casey would say, how's the workout? I'd say, good. She goes, which muscles do you work out? Mainly these ones here, you know, just cha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> That's all I would do. So I knew that probably wouldn't be the best for me personally. So um, I sit here and work during the week. And as I sit here and work during the week, I'm normally drinking a cup of tea, eating a cookie, looking out the window. And these people keep running by our window. And the reason they're running by is because at the end of our building is a CrossFit gym, CrossFit 1825. And you've no idea how hard it is for me as I'm sitting there eating my cookies, watching these people running by thinking, I probably should be doing either that or not this, one or the other. So I joined this CrossFit gym back in February. So if you have any large tires that need moving now or any ropes that need shaking, I will uh, gladly come. (laughs) Actually, I'm very... Sad to tell you, I've not moved any tires or shaken any ropes yet, but I have done some pretty crazy things. I've done burpees and things with medicine balls and uh, lots of running and lots of, and it's been hard work. And there are some of my buddies here this morning who are a part of that class, and we all show up and we all smile and we all say hi, and then we're miserable for about 45, 50 minutes because we've worked hard, we have to go through this routine, but we leave afterwards and we feel good. So a few weeks ago, about two or three weeks ago, I found this scale online that when you buy it, it syncs with your phone. It's like, this sounds pretty cool. So when you stand on it and weigh yourself, it syncs with your phone. It's got these metal plates on it, and I don't know how it works, but somehow, not only does it tell you your weight, it tells you just about everything, your body mass index, your uh, fat content, your muscles, skeleton. I mean, there's just everything. I've got no idea how it figures it out. But for the month I've been using it, it keeps syncing with my phone. So I can go in there and see this graph and I can see things are changing. They're moving in the right direction and it feels pretty good. And it inspires me to wanna go to the gym again. And I think we need that in our spiritual lives. Sometimes I think we just keep moving along, keep going, thinking, you know, I'm doing great, I'm doing great. But when was the last time we took a look at the line to determine where we found ourselves on that line? And then when we looked at where we found ourselves, could we say, man, a year ago, I was at a different spot on that line. I I was further down and now I've moved a long way or or I can see how I, now I've come to this point of of following Jesus so I know I've moved along the line or, or I can see how I'm much closer to Jesus than I was a year ago. You see, like all disciplines, whether it be fitness or diet, spiritual growth is a discipline. It's something we have to work at, something we have to be intentional about. We have to have a plan in place. And believe me, it's great that every one of you is here this morning. 
And I do believe that many of you here this morning could tell stories that since attending Connect, I've seen how I've moved along that line. My, my spiritual nature, my spiritual side has grown as a result of attending on a Sunday morning. But if the only time you've allotted in your week for spiritual growth and spiritual development is this hour on a Sunday morning, then I think you will grow, but you may grow at a slower pace than if you were to be intentional and say, what, what more could I be doing? Now, some of you may be content at the moment. You're like, hey, I know I'm kind of growing slowly, but this is the speed at which I wanna grow, and, and that may be where you're at right now. If that's the case, you might relate to this guy here. Excuse me, I'm sorry, sorry, pardon me. Can I just check this out? D plus, I passed, I passed, oh man, I got a D plus, I'm gonna graduate, <laughs> I wish we'd known each other, this is a little awkward, I'm gonna graduate, D plus, I'm gonna graduate, did you hear I finally graduated? Yeah, and just a shade under a decade too, all right. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. I know. They're called doctors. Such a great line. <laughs> a lot of people go for college for seven years. You know, you, you can move at a slow pace, and that's absolutely fine. But maybe for some of us during this series, we're going to kind of think, you know, I want to be a bit more intentional. I, I want to grow at maybe a slightly faster pace, a more um, intentional pace. We need to be moving. Because the danger is if we're not moving, sometimes we think, well, I'll just stay still. Where the reality is, in the world in which we live and the way life is, that oftentimes, if we're not intentional in trying to move along this line, we're actually being drawn away, drawn the wrong way down the line. So there comes a point where the second thing I talked about is that we have to decide this is our responsibility. This morning, this is my responsibility. I can't just come on a Sunday morning and hope that the church will provide what I need to grow. I'm gonna have to come up with a plan. I'm gonna have to say, take control of this and say, okay, this is my responsibility now, my spiritual development, my spiritual growth, my movement along this line. I need to come up with a plan. There was a guy named Paul, and uh, we know a lot about him from the New Testament, and he was a wonderful follower of Jesus. And one of the things we know about Paul is that uh, he really kind of helped explode the church after Jesus, and uh, he planted a lot of new churches in the New Testament world. And uh, he was a wonderful guy, because what he would do is he would go to a city, and he'd help establish a church there that had never been there before, and he would get it up and running. And then off he'd go to another city. And he plant another church in cities like Corinth and Ephesus and Philippi and all these different churches around the New Testament world. And, and as he move on to the next church, he would leave behind someone to run the church that he'd started. And one of the churches in a city called Ephesus, the guy he left behind was a young man by the name of Timothy. And, and literally, Timothy was a young man. We, we think he was probably in his late teens or early 20s. And Paul left him in charge of this church in Ephesus. So imagine the kind of pressure this Timothy was under knowing that Paul has set up this church, now all these people are a part of this church, and now I'm left to run this church. 
And we know a little bit about Timothy because Paul wrote two letters to Timothy, 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. So we get some insights into the kind of things Timothy was having to deal with as he ran that church. And listen to what Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. He said, Timothy, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. And until I return, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching, and to teaching. So I love that verse because it's, it's full of um, challenges to Timothy to say, hey, Timothy, it's your responsibility. You've got to devote yourself to, to learning and growing, to preaching and teaching. You've got to find a way to, to set an example in all that you do, in faith, in love, in life, in purity. You know, Paul's given him all these challenges that are really kind of helping him to move along that line. But here's what I love most about that church. Imagine this. This is a church that Paul himself started. So it's probable that, that Paul knew everyone in that church, that he was very close, that he was very familiar with all the people that made up that church. So what Paul could have done was written to the church. He could have written to the church and said, hey, I've left this guy Timothy in charge. He's kind of young, so go easy on him. You know, cut him some slack. He may not be ready yet. You know, he may not be fully ready to lead this church. He could have done that. He could have written to the church. But no, Paul wrote to Timothy because Paul knew that it was Timothy's responsibility. So Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, hey, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Don't let that feel like a disadvantage. You're in control here, Timothy. You have the ability to grow in your faith. You have the ability to, to move forward in your faith. It's all on you. In fact, just a couple of verses later in 1 Timothy 4.15, listen to what Paul says. Timothy, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. So Timothy, everyone may see how far you're moving along this line. Everyone, Timothy, will see that if they were to leave for a year and come back, they'd say, wow, look at Timothy. He's grown so much. He's changed so much. Timothy, this is your responsibility. And I think in just the same way, Jesus would challenge us this morning and say, hey, it's our responsibility to grow and to learn more about him. So how do we accomplish that here at Connect? How do we go from milk to solid food? How is it that people will see our progress? The truth is there are many ways that we can start. We can make a decision to just start reading the Bible more. There's some great um, apps you can get. The Bible app has all sorts of Bible plans and you can start there and it can even guide you in, in where to start, which verses to read. We can read books, we can pray, we can listen to podcasts, we can journal, we can memorize scripture. There's a lot of areas that we can be intentional in our own lives to say, I want more than just the hour on a Sunday morning. I'm gonna be intentional here and make this a part of my life outside of a Sunday because I want to grow, I wanna move along that line. But here at Connect, we have a very specific way that we think can help you grow and progress in your faith. And actually, the idea of this can be found in the title of our series, Gather. Circles are better than rows. Now, maybe this morning you grew up going to church. Maybe you have some church backgrounds. 
Perhaps the church you grew up going to had a service on a Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, but you guys, your family, you got there at nine because that was the Sunday school hour. We would arrive at nine and there would be a Sunday school class and the kids would go here and the adults would go here. And then after Sunday school, we'd go into the church service. Maybe you're familiar with a church situation where during the week there was a midweek service on a Wednesday night and and at that midweek service there was another service like this where you'd come and there would be some singing and some more teaching, perhaps a Sunday night service. There there are all sorts of different ways that churches try to um, give opportunities for spiritual growth to take place and they're all fantastic. Here at Connect, we have a, uh, a unique way, or not unique, but a different way than that, I should say. Because we really believe that circles are better than rows. And what we mean by that is um, when you're a part of a group, like right now, you're all sat in rows. That's great for me because you're all sat there listening. You're all looking this way. It's not so great for you because there's no interaction. There's no discussion. So we create these opportunities for circles because I think there's an element of growth that can take place when you're sat together in a circle talking with one another learning from one another, figuring out how we can apply what we've learned in our daily lives, in our workplaces, in our families. So groups are a big way that we see growth take place, that we see people move along that line here at Connects. And I wanna tell you about uh, a great opportunity that's gonna start up here in the fall in about three weeks' time. September the 15th is a Wednesday night, and for 10 weeks through the fall, we're gonna have an opportunity uh, for any of you that wanna come along to come on a Wednesday night and we'll have groups on offer. There'll be four different groups that we're gonna tell you a lot more about over the next three weeks. But these four groups are all designed to help you grow in your relationship with God, to take that next step beyond just a Sunday morning. And there'll be circles on Wednesday night, there'll be an opportunity to, to talk with other people to grow. So here's what the Wednesday nights are gonna look like. I'll tell you about the four groups in a second, but let me tell you about the format of the evening first. It's gonna be from six till eight. And I know that sounds like that'll be a, a bit of a rush to get home from school, home from work, get everyone ready, get to the church. So what we're gonna do is from six till 6.30, we're gonna provide a meal. And we want everyone to be able to sit together and eat together. We're actually looking for some people to help with that. If you feel like, man, I'm the kind of person that could help administer that, come up with a plan of what the food could be every week, uh, and you'd like to help, we have a sign-up sheet, please uh, let us know that you'd like to help in that area. Maybe you'd like to help uh, serve the food on a Wednesday night, but from 6 till 6.30, we just thought it'd be great to give you an opportunity to come and just as families, as couples, as individuals, get to know one another around a meal. And then from 6.30 till 8, we're gonna split off into different groups. Now, we've got a group that's gonna take place just for the kids. So if you're a family with younger children, preschool through fifth grade, there'll be opportunities for the kids to go. And it's not gonna be babysitting. They're gonna have their own wonderful program where they're gonna learn more about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Some of our wonderful Connect Kids leaders and volunteers will be working with them back in the kids' area. And then for the adults, we have four groups on offer. I forgot to bring the card up, but we got some cards out in the uh, lobby. 
and they look just like that. And uh, the four groups that we have on offer, we're gonna talk about over the next four weeks, but um, one is called divorce care for families who maybe have, have gone through divorce or a blended family, just a wonderful opportunity to connect with other families, talk through what that uh, process was like, uh, how that works now. There'll be a group specifically for women who wanna do a Bible study together. There's gonna be a group for married couples and a group called Rooted uh, that's for folks that wanna learn more about what the Bible teaches. And the great thing about Rooted is this particular class is for everyone on this line. It's, it's a great class for someone who's still exploring, still trying to figure out this, this Christianity. Is this something that, that would be applicable in my life? But this morning I was talking to a buddy of mine, Chris, out in the lobby, and uh, Chris has been a follower of Jesus for years and years and years, and he was talking about when he and his wife, Kathy, did Rooted, and he's like, it was just so great. Even though we've been following Jesus for so long, it was just such an amazing class to be a part of. And each week, we're gonna give a little kind of promotion of these groups. So this week, we're gonna promote the Rooted group. So have a look at this video. I grew up uh, adopted uh, by a Japanese family. We went to church a few times growing up, not many times, but I would say they were more Buddhist. And as a teenager, I struggled uh, to find a connection, looking into different kinds of um, faiths just to see what would fit my life nothing fit. So um, life went on and I got to the point where I just thought I didn't need it. I was a good person. thought that was going to be good enough. I figured in the end, if it came down to it, I'm a pretty good talker. Work my way in. After a 15-year marriage, I found myself in a divorce. I had an eight-year-old son that I needed to raise and um, literally just felt like I was so alone. In my struggle, I found myself um, at Mariners uh, one Sunday, uh, not too long ago, and I just felt so peaceful. And I remember sitting there thinking, okay, I just need to sit here like all day. But it was over, and I had to leave. <laughs> so I left, and I came home, and I thought, they talked about this rooted. They kept mentioning it, and I thought, I don't know what this is, but I obviously need something, so I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go. Every day between signing up and showing up, it was a struggle. Everyone was splitting off into their groups and I'm a little judgmental. And I had everybody pegged. There was no way this group was gonna work for me. I can tell you that much. I just thought I was the only one in the group that was not a believer. I thought it was gonna be, they were gonna tell me how to believe in God, how to pray, how to, how to be. And what it turned out was we were all kind of teaching each other how to have a relationship with God in our own way and for our own spiritual journey. And that's kind of what kept me going. It would never have happened if not for Rooted, if not for these people who I could not have imagined even having coffee with, much less sharing a life with. And now I can't imagine my life without any one of them. It's changed my life. So that church out in California called Mariners, they, they realized that within their congregation, there were people who were looking to go deeper in their faith. So they developed this class, they called it Rooted, and uh, it was working so well within their church that they made it available to other churches. And now hundreds of churches all around the world follow these, uh, uh, this, this curriculum, this book that they've produced. And here at Connect, we've run this class a couple of times and have seen some incredible responses and incredible results. 
So maybe that's a class that you'd be interested in. Maybe that's a group you'd be interested in. It's wonderful because, again, there's some, there's some teaching, there's some video elements with it, but a lot of it is sharing with one another, talking with one another. And I know that for some of you, that, that may be a bit of a stretch. You're like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go and talk to a bunch of strangers about this kind of thing, and, and I get that. But maybe, maybe that's the next step. Maybe God's tugging at your heart here because you know that this area of your life, you want to grow, you want to move along the line. And it's gonna take that bold step of saying, I'm gonna come along on a Wednesday night. So when you leave today, there'll be cards available. You can grab one of those cards. They're out by the welcome desk. And that'll tell you a little bit more about the groups. There's a webpage you can go to that gives you links to all the different groups on offer and you can look through those. Um, that's not the only way you can grow. As I said earlier, there are ways you yourself personally can grow. Uh, you can connect here and serve. That's another great way to grow in your relationship with God. But when we, when we understand, when we grasp that idea that it's our responsibility, that it's our responsibility to figure out, have I moved along this line? If I'm honest with myself, if I look back a year from now, am I still at that same spot on the line? Because if I am, I, I need to take that responsibility. I need to say, okay, God, I need your help here because I want to be moving along that line. I want to be growing in this relationship I have with you. And every one of us, whether we've yet to find a relationship with Jesus or whether we've been serving him for many, many years, this line just keeps going and going. Because you can always be growing, always learning more through every stage of life. Growing and learning more about him. So as we continue here over the next couple of weeks, we're gonna talk more about what growth looks like in our life, how we can grow. And my hope and prayer is as we come to the end of this series, that every one of us has, has come up with some intentional ideas of what it's gonna take for me to grow. And I, I'll be honest, I'm hoping that for many of you, that will be on September the 15th, that first Wednesday night, joining us here and using one of those classes as your way to, to not just connect with other people here at the church, but to grow in your relationship with God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that um, you are a gracious God. There is no sense in our lives of being forced in one direction. We don't sense, Lord, that you're constantly like trying to pull us along, that, that you love us, Lord, and you give us freedom to make those decisions ourselves, Lord. But the challenge is that because this is now on us, that that we have to make that choice. Lord, I think about me joining that gym earlier in the year, Lord. It wasn't an easy choice to make, and there are some mornings I just don't wanna get up and do this, Lord, but I know, I recognize in my own life the difference it's making. And like a physical discipline, there is a spiritual discipline to us wanting to grow in our relationship with you, and we, we have to make that choice, Lord. So help us this morning. Lord, I pray for any here, Lord, that maybe as I was talking with, were thinking, ah, maybe I should do this. Lord, don't let them miss this opportunity. Let them take a card today. Let them sign up today. This, this could very well be something that years to come, they'll look back on and say, man, I can remember when my relationship with God went to a new level and it's because I made that choice to move from here to here. I took the responsibility. I signed up. So help us, Lord, not to miss this opportunity, I pray in Jesus' name.